Welcome to Life Beat. Happy Thanksgiving. I am your host today, Chris Gass, Rights Life of Michigan's Education Coordinator. Joining me today is our Director of Communications, Anna Visser. On my left, on my right, Emily Crawl, our Outreach and Events Coordinator. I'm good. I just accidentally pulled a nail and my finger's bleeding. We're getting in. <laughs> Emily's on IR, so. Uh, I'm fine. Won't be playing Thursday, so the Lions might have a chance. Um, wow, we almost started on a depressing note. So today we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about a wonderful opportunity for you over the next two uh, next month or so. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Thanksgiving, what we're thankful for, something pro-life. And then uh, let's start off talking about next week, the big showdown in Washington, D.C., December 1st. United States Supreme Court, Mississippi versus the abortion industry. Go Mississippi. And the, the uh, so there's going to be oral arguments in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Healthcare Organization, Women's Health Organization. We've talked about this case on the podcast <laughs> few times. Just a couple. Just a couple. And I think maybe like three times. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's just a couple times. So... Um, now this dead horse that's been beaten into oblivion is finally going to arrive at its destination. And on one side, you can have the Attorney General of Mississippi arguing the case for the affirmative that, yes, states can ban abortions before the point of viability, in this case, Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban. And then on the other side is going to be um, uh, a lawyer representing the abortion facility that sued, which is Jackson Women's Health Organization, and the Solicitor General of the United States, so Joe Biden's lawyer, or the, excuse me, the United States government's lawyer, advocate. Well, um, Emily, there's yes. signs going in, but as you mentioned, uh, I think a really good sign, because nothing happened on... Yesterday. Yeah, so the good sign is that um, earlier this month when the Supreme Court heard the procedural issues over the Texas law um, and any minute now and a lot of a lot of people were expecting the Supreme Court to release their decision on that case yesterday. Uh, we had talked, I think it was last week, about the possibility that the Supreme Court would just not issue a decision on that case until after they've decided Dobbs, because if they decide Dobbs to get rid of Roe, then they don't need to decide the Texas case. Um, and yesterday, the Supreme Court said, oh, we're going to come out with a decision on one of the cases we heard, and there was a lot of hype going on. They were all back and forth on social media. Oh, the Supreme Court's going to come out with the Texas decision. And they came out with a decision on a groundwater dispute between Mississippi and Tennessee. And of course, social media blew up and uh, certain individuals were saying it was the worst thing to ever happen because the Texas law is still in place saving lives, la-di-da-di-da. -di -da. But it's a good sign because it probably means that the Supreme Court is going to be leaning towards preserving the Mississippi law if they have delayed this long with the procedurals on the Texas. If they wanted to get rid of the Texas law, they've been given about a month worth two of or three opportunities, opportunities yeah. and they haven't taken it. So I think it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Of course, we never know what's going to happen. Um, things change. But for now, 
I am moderately hopeful and I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised, but it's not really surprised because I think the court might uphold the Mississippi law. So, so who won Mississippi or Tennessee in the groundwater dispute? You know, I didn't actually learn, <laughs> look at who won in the groundwater dispute. It really was not something of interest to me. Oh, or right. probably to many people. Well, I'm, I'm, polling, <laughs> I'm polling for Tennessee. I don't know Which why. is why it's funny that they were like, we have a big announcement. <laughs> it was funny. It was really funny. It was basically, the way I put it is when you go in for the handshake and then you'll psych. I feel like that's what the Supreme Court did yesterday. It was entertaining. Social media was entertaining yesterday. Uh, they all blew up. Oh, because there was no decision? Uh -huh. or I stayed off social well, media mostly yesterday, like, which is a how important accomplishment. They had like, the opportunity to, you know, to get rid of the law. How could they keep... You know, oh, I did see Planned Parenthood. How dare you This is unconscionable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In exactly that voice. Yeah, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did retweet this morning. Yeah, Planned Parenthood, you know. The Texas law was designed for chaos and confusion. You sound like an evil scientist. It sounds like well, that. Well, yeah, <laughs> selling they're selling chopped up babies. Evil scientists. Here we go. But uh, I know I corrected Planned Parenthood. Like, no, the purpose of the law is to stop killing babies. Thank you, Planned Parenthood. Drop the mic. <laughs> so you're going. You're going to D.C., Anna. I am. Along That'll with be fun. Our legislative director, angry, Genevieve. Angry protests. Reporters. I hope there's not a lot of protests. Oh, there will be protests. Oh, there'll be protests. Maybe not. I don't know. How many could there be? It's going to be cold. I mean, it is, It is. you know, it is southern Maryland, so, you know, northern Virginia. So it's not going to be, you know, horrible, but it's going to be cold. It's you not know, a Wednesday. People don't like to protest. It's not a Wednesday. In the morning. There could be a lot of people, though. I think there there's might gonna be, be pro-lifers there. There's, there's several events be, going on. Yeah, there might be more pro-lifers than than the protesters. We'll see. We'll see, but I'm I'm gonna think there's gonna be quite a crowd there. Yeah, I would think so. Well, thankfully, uh, unlike some other issues that we won't get into, generally pro-life protests tend to be and such tend to be pretty tame. Yeah. Despite our Lots reputation of... in the media of being crazy terrorists bent to destroy mankind. I remember at the March for Life, there was some like angry pro-abortion person just wading through a crowd, just screaming at people like, like the March, like it's like a huge mosh pit, like the rock concert, there's no space to move. Uh -huh. And this pro-abortion person just like not pushing her, you know, her way through, but just walking through the crowd, yelling at things and everyone's just like, which, eh, okay. Pro-lifers don't really yell. Not usually. Yeah. Some of us do. They more just like sing songs or like... Right. We have cool chants. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it should be tame, but it'll be interesting. All right. So, um, you know, we've had a lot of speculation about what's going to happen. Predictions. Ooh. That are totally useless because the Supreme Court is... You never know. The Supreme Court's going to Supreme Court. Right. So what is your totally useless, we won't hold you to it prediction? Oh. Who wants to go first? I hate these. You're both looking at me. <laughs> so I assume... I'll go first. You can go first, Chris. That gives me time to think. All right. So my prediction, and I was thinking about this the other day, is... And I'm, I'm, I'm basing this off of uh, Professor Robert George of Princeton... 
he said it's going to be a 6-3 decision. And he is thinking that John Roberts is going to totally redeem himself, vote with the majority, and um, to overturn Roe versus Wade. And, and why that's such a key, as we mentioned on this podcast before, is the senior most justice on the winning side determines who writes the opinion. And if it's a 5-4 vote, if Roberts says, you know, Mustari decisis and votes to uphold Roe versus Wade, then the senior most justice is Clarence Thomas, whose oh, last few opinions on abortion have been real stem winders. He, he like drops Thor's hammer. Like not not just that. like, you know, like, uh, this is like, you know how people are like, ah, oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's so great, but like an actual exposition of the history and how terrible this has been. Um, so John Roberts might vote, um, well, hopefully because he's doing it for the right legal reason, but uh, we'll vote. He'll assign, this is my prediction, he'll assign the opinion to himself, and his opinion will be that uh, it will be very, very narrow, very short, very uninflammatory, um, and it will simply say, you know, we're getting rid of Roe versus Wade because it's wrongly decided and people should decide. Extra bonus prediction, he's going to cite his decision in Obamacare Oh, to do it. now that's an 3D interesting chess. thing. Because the other side is going to come in hot saying, you know, they're going to try to get Roberts and Kavanaugh by saying, well, so many women rely on this decision. that That's why it's a super precedent. And Roberts can say, well, so many people were relying on keeping their health insurance, but Obamacare made them lose it. And the Supreme Court, you know, the court upheld it because, you know, the whole tax non-tax thing, which is neither here nor there, but so that's my prediction. Now, of course, you know they're going to have the arguments on the first, and it's going to be months and months. It could be and, months. and we're going to hear stuff in the arguments that might change our mind. But that is my prediction. It's I'm laying bold. down the marker right that now. Is bold. All right, who's next? Well, I also listened to that podcast that you are referring to, and oh yeah, he did. He's he's. He's on, yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Did. Is that what you're talking? Did you listen to his? He's podcast? been he's been kind of mentioning this a couple places. Okay. But yeah. Um, and I agree with you because he said he was explaining how Clarence Thompson is that his Thomas. Name? Thomas Thomas he <laughs> I should know these things. It's Thanksgiving. It's okay. He um, if he were to write the opinion, he would like cite all of these landmark cases and make it sound really horrible and be very like what's the word i'm looking for severe yeah as where roberts would be very like polite and not like put the hammer down and he doesn't want the hammer down right basically oh and the so other, i agree with you and the other thing i was thinking is he's gonna because some people have argued including robert george that the 14th Amendment should actually protect unborn children. I think he writes the decision overturning Roe, but he shuts the door on the, you can't use the 14th Amendment to protect unborn children thing, too. Really? So it makes it seem like he's Solomon splitting the baby. But really, get rid of Roe, boom. So what do you think, Emily? Am I being foolishly, <laughs> I are we mean, being foolishly optimistic? I think you are putting too much 
credit, not credit, but too much emphasis on John Roberts want to be in the majority. I, I mean, and that's very possible, but I don't think John Roberts wants to give up his fancy cocktail parties in Washington, D.C. for the rest of his career. Um, and because of that, I think John Roberts is going to be against the Mississippi abortion ban, and he's going to be against overturning Roe versus Wade. Um, I, it is possible that he could suddenly grow a backbone and do the right thing, but we have not seen him do that in the last 10, 15 years. Um, so my prediction is that it's going to be a 5-4 vote and that I hope Clarence Thomas does get to write the opinion, um, and then I want to frame it on my wall. <laughs> but, but no, I think, I think the majority is going to be in the opinion of overturning Roe, but I don't think Roberts is going to be in that opinion, simply, simply because I think he, he the, the highest court that he has shown that he believes it is, is the court of public opinion and not the, the rule of law and the Constitution. But that's my personal opinion. We'll see which one of us is right or if we're all wrong. I haven't heard a very plausible prediction for Roe versus Wade to outright survive untouched, um, other than just pessimism about how these things have gone with Supreme Court justices suddenly deciding to go off on a whimsical you know, um, decision that makes no sense. I, I mean, there has been plenty of speculation that they are going to try to split the baby and not touch Roe, but um, uphold the Mississippi law. So we'll see. I mean, I, I think most people are betting on that to happen just because I feel like everyone's cynicism on our side is just like everyone is like, oh, they're going to botch it again, just like they did in 92. The other side is preparing for Roe to go. Like, they're pretty convinced Roe's done. Yeah. I've heard a lot of legal scholars saying the Supreme Court wouldn't take up this case if they weren't going to do something about it. You know, if they weren't going to do something dramatic about it. And also, I've also heard a lot of legal scholars say that they think that the Supreme Court justices are tired of dealing with Roe versus Wade because it is not constitutional, doesn't come from the Constitution, and not from the 14th Amendment. So they're tired of dealing with it. So maybe maybe they're just going to get rid of it and do something else, you know? I, I don't know. Crazy conspiracy theory. Uh, Stephen Breyer actually votes to overturn Roe. The, there's the crazy, could never happen, but we do live in a crazy so world. So you're saying I'd finally remember his name. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure he's not David Souter? Yeah. Is he not going like, to pull off his mask like in Scooby-Doo and it's going to be David Souter? Yeah. And be like, ha! I, say that I would have got away because, with it if it wasn't for you lawyers. Yeah, I say that simply because, to continue Anna's point, is that uh, Stephen Breyer has been talking a lot about how the court has become too political, how um, that the law needs to be decided in the legislature, and that we shouldn't be relying on the courts to make these legal precedents. And so I could see a very small possibility that he just throws his hands in the air and says, send this back to the people where it should have stayed. 
We'll see. <laughs> a seven Roe versus Wade was decided by seven two. Overturning it seven two would be very poetic. Could you imagine? But I can imagine. It's unlikely. It's like a fever dream, but it does exist. Maybe even Kagan. No. No. Let's not. What I, about Brett Kavanaugh? I think Kavanaugh's gonna go with. Are we sure he's not drinking right now at a Nationals game, taking <laughs> foreign bribes and or something like that? Oh jeez. Well, the only reason I say that is because they're um, Planned Parenthood. They're targeting him. Yes. Planned Parenthood, Advocates of Michigan, is that? Yeah, that's their 501 thing, yeah. They put out this article saying that they have sources that, saying, like, Brett Kavanaugh says that, like, told them personally that Roe is a settled case and it's not going anywhere. Like, he told... Planned Parenthood of Michigan advocates or whatever, personally. That, that would be very un-Brett Kavanaugh-like. Mm -hmm. Not only the decision, but to actually telegraph. It's Supreme hard. Court justice never, yeah. they never do that. Well, that's why I thought it was odd. It's difficult to trust the integrity of an organization that kills babies. That's very true. So I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> that's very true. Could be. I mean, if you look at how they're operating, they're operating <laughs> from the assumption that I mean, they're planning. If they thought Roe versus Wade was safe, they wouldn't be spinning on spooling up stuff to get ready to, you know, overturn our law in a petition drive, which they've been doing for a couple of years now. So we'll see. You know, I would. I would just you know caution people to you know the oral arguments might be instructive, but. You know, it's out of our hands because we have this funky system where democracy doesn't matter in America more and it's just whatever the judges say. So we should change that. All yeah, right. Should. <laughs> so it's Thanksgiving, a couple days. Yay. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. What, what's something pro-life you're thankful for? Anybody? That I have something. It was, I'll go first again. That was an awkward pause. Today is um, Michigan Adoption Day. I thought it's tomorrow. No, it's today. The 22nd. The 23rd. Michigan. Okay. The state of Michigan. There's a different... It's each National state, Adoption Month, and then yeah. each state has, state has different adoption but days then within that month. Right, but then there's National Adoption Day, and then each state has their own day. They like to make it confusing. They do. Okay. But today okay. is Michigan Adoption Day, so I'm thankful for that. Do you, okay, I'm Emma, thinking. Emily's gesturing with her very injured mangle finger. I don't know what um, I did. <laughs> no. So I am thankful for, so I've been in the pro-life movement, you know, since about what? Since like 2003, 2004. So going on, you know, 17 years now, which is a long time, even though people still tell me I'm a young man, um, to my face. <laughs> Behind the back's a different story. No, um, I'm thankful for you know there've been people. Just a couple, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, I went to the funeral of uh, someone who had been part of our board and part of one of our local affiliates, and she was in her 90s. You know, I'm thankful. You know, there have been people who have been involved since 1972 
who are still a meaningful part of our organization, um, who have, have worked for almost 50 years now to overturn Roe versus Wade. And uh, whether that happens or not, um, you know, just the fact that they're still around after Roe versus Wade was decided, after it was basically upheld in 1992 in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, you know, the other side said, oh, these people, they'll just melt away, they'll go away, they'll disappear, you know, and that hasn't happened. And so I'm just thankful for all the people who have spent, you know, decades working on this issue, getting criticism, trashed in the media, made fun of, you know, given up their time and talent, other things uh, to do, you know, whatever, whether it's, you know, being out in front of an abortion facility, you know, uh, doing one of our petition drives, having conversations about abortion. So I'm just thankful for all those people. It's what gets me out of bed and here at the office to keep doing work for them, help them out. All right, Emily. Now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. I thought about it and I wanted to have a good one, but um, I would say probably the thing I'm the most thankful for um, in the pro-life movement is our pregnancy resource centers. Uh, here in Michigan, we've said it a lot of times, we have over 150 pro-life pregnancy centers scattered around the state. And we in the pro-life movement could not continue to advocate, we could not continue to pressure for legislation if we didn't have our pregnancy centers on the front lines, being the hands and feet and serving women. We can say until we're blue in the face that you can have your baby and have your career. You can have a baby and finish your education. You can have your baby and give it up for adoption. That being a mother is not the end of your life. But if we didn't have uh, the wonderful servants on the front line who are walking with those women who are offering physical goods, counseling goals, helping them get set up with, with daycare and, and seeing referring them for doctors and hospitals, our pro-life movement would be just empty words. And so I'm really thankful for all of the servants around Michigan and for the over 2,000 pregnancy resource centers around the nation who are, who are proving that, no, we're not just pro-birth, we're, we're pro-humanity. Pro-humanity. Well, Thanksgiving's coming up. We have uh, 38 days and a couple hours left in 2021. Another weird year for the books. <laughs> they seem to be all weird lately. But we have a wonderful opportunity for you before the end of the year, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> so from now until the end of the year, we are giving the opportunity to have your donations doubled. So um, we have a goal of $100,000 to be raised by the end of the year. And this will just set us up to make sure that we're ready to go for next year. We're ready to go for all of the things that we have planned and all the educational materials that we'll be releasing. And um, so we really hope that you can be a part of it and make it happen for us. And um, I'm trying to think of the URL. You can donate at um, rtl.org slash donate. Slash donate. Okay, yeah. yeah. Donate there. I have, have I donated yet? 
I don't know. Well, yeah, every year we do this for our online donations, and um, it's we have you know we have our 501c3 part which is our educational fund and we have other parts of our organization but stuff like this podcast our weekly emails our all our website which is just chock so chock full of information it takes us a year just to go through it and update it we have more fact sheets than you can stuff in a briefcase <laughs> um we have books we have fetal models. We have quiz boards we lend out for our affiliates. Grants to pregnancy speakers, centers. Speakers, grants for pregnancy centers, uh, contests for youth, including our oratory contest, which is a pretty serious, uh, pretty serious uh, investment that those youth have to make to make a really good five to seven minute speech. And you know we have, you know, twenty finalists. That's twenty affiliate contests. Um, so much of the stuff that we do is educational, and even though we do plenty of legislation, political action, the bulk of what we spend our resources on is education because it makes those other things possible, and you can help that out. And we always appreciate it because we'll have plenty more to talk to you about uh, once oral arguments are next week. So yeah. next week's podcast should be... Pretty interesting. Are we doing next week? Are we doing faith and life next week? Yes. Ooh, we'll have to make people wait. Or we could do. This is two. not good in the culture. We can't make people. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens with the oral. Eventually, arguments. you will find out what happens. What we think about it. Yeah. yeah. Whether we want to retract some of our. <laughs> I'm feeling confident in my prediction. Five to four, two six to threes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens. Anything else before we? Let people enjoy their stuffing and mashed potatoes. Ooh, I can't wait. I know. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for Thanksgiving week edition of Life Beat. Join us again next week. Have a blessed Thanksgiving and a wonderful, cold, chill weekend.